First of all, it's like a blanket statement. I do think that there's still a place for organic marketing and for success with organic marketing. And I think that at the least, having consistent, frequent posts and content on your organic social media. So that means posting on Instagram, posting on Facebook, maybe you post YouTube videos or you go on TikTok. It depends on your business, but doing that consistently and having a presence, I think is important and I would definitely say is worth effort and resources in your business. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 301. Hello, everybody. I hope you guys are doing amazing. I'm recording this back at home in my office in Austin, Texas. We got back last night as of recording this um, and it feels good to be home. I did miss my husband. He was not with us for the few weeks, but it actually went by really fast for me. He says it went by really slow for him. Poor guy. He doesn't like being in the house by himself without his family, which I get. I think I'd be like the first maybe day really excited about it and then miss the kids because the chaos, you get used to the chaos, but it's good to be back. It's hot AF here. So in a month, I'm leaving again for the rest of the summer, pretty much through August, which I can't wait. Um, And I just feel so grateful. Like I talk to people in Austin and I'm like, yeah, we're home. We're home for a month, but we're leaving again for six weeks in a month. And they're like, that's so cool that you can do that. So I knew when I moved here, that was going to be what I did. That was the only way I was going to move here and deal with the summers because I just like to be outside too much. And you can't go outside like past 9 a.m. at the latest. I went for my walk today at like 8.30 because I'm on Pacific time still and it was so hot. And I'm like, this is terrible. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt at 8.30 and like sweating. So I just don't dig it. And I like to be outside too much and hiking, which is why we're also going to Colorado for a month, which I cannot wait. So today's podcast episode, I want to dive into organic and paid strategies and how to kind of have those coexist. What should you be doing on organic? How do you tie that into your paid strategies? Is one better than the other? This is a topic I've probably talked about before, but I wanted to kind of retouch on it because it's one of those foundational things, but I think people have different opinions on it out there who are teaching and some people are like anti-paid and pro-organic strategies and some are like, it's all about organic and you know, that's the way you get sales and some are like only paid ads organic sucks because you get no reach and so I know there is a lot of mixed opinions so of course you know everything I say is is kind of an opinion but it's also based on my experience and kind of what works and it's a lot of what we do um, as a company and are constantly refining so First of all, it's like a blanket statement. I do think that there's still a place for organic marketing and for success with organic marketing. And I think that at the least, having consistent, frequent posts and content on your organic social media. So that means posting on Instagram, posting on Facebook, maybe you post YouTube videos or you go on TikTok. It depends on your business. And we'll talk about that and choosing platforms in a second. But Doing that consistently and having a presence I think is important and I would definitely say is worth effort and resources in your business. Now, I don't think you need to do something every single day and I don't think that it will be more impactful and successful than paid ads because of the reach. So it is absolutely true that just about 10% of your audience actually sees your posts. So posting organically and, and banking on that being the way you get leads and sales definitely will result in you being disappointed because that's just not the reality with organic marketing. 
However, if you run paid ads, what I like to think about is, you know, when you're running paid ads, people are going to be clicking on your profiles. So whether that's Instagram or Facebook, if they see your paid ad and they want to check out more, they're going to click on your profiles. And if they go there and see that you have, you know, seven followers and no posts, you don't look very legit. And so having frequent posts and content that people can see when they see your paid ad and then they go to your profile is important and builds credibility around the ads that you're actually putting out there. Because then when they go dig deeper on your brand, they will have that credibility. And of course, you know, having 10,000 plus followers on Instagram is great. I don't have that yet. That actually is a quarter three goal for us. But I mean, it does build credibility. And as much as I think that likes and followers are vanity metrics, I... I also know that humans go to profiles and make assumptions based on the number of prof- the number of followers or likes that they have. So that's something to continually build. Now, I would never personally pay for likes on my Facebook or for followers on Instagram. One, because they're not quality. Two, because I'd rather put money behind my actual content and build relationships and true believers following me versus just that number. But it is valuable. So I don't want to undervalue that and kind of say like oh you don't need any likes on your you know or followers on your Instagram or likes on your Facebook the most important thing with organic is that consistency because you you know look at it as kind of it's your report card of your business right and and just think of yourself looking at a company if you saw an ad and then you went to that company's profile and they hadn't posted in a year honestly, what are the judgments that you'd subconsciously have in your head? I know for me, I'd be like, oh, you know, they're not as legit of a company or they, you know, are new or they're not as serious or they're not as committed to showing up. And and, and I would have those judgments. Like, so just ask yourself kind of what you would feel. And probably you'd have similar thoughts to me. Now, there's definitely companies out there who don't post consistently and still do well. That's possible. But I think especially if you're trying to build credibility with your ads and you don't already have it in a massive way, most companies are showing up consistently on social media. So that's like one big reason. The other is you can get people who will see your organic posts and engage with your brand and become a customer. But for me, what I like to think of organic is, is a form of touch points. So I recently did a podcast about five touch points to a sale and how on average it takes someone five to seven times of having a touch point with your brand before they become a sale. Now reading and engaging in a social media post, watching your stories on Instagram, that counts as a touch point. So for me, I you know grow my followers and grow our following Usually when I run ads, I see an increase and, and like the more we spend on ads, the more increase I see in my followers and my likes on Facebook because people are going and checking out my profile and following me. Now, my social media posts and showing up for them is a touch point. It's a way to stay in front of them, to get my name, because if somebody, you know, you watch their story or you see a post and you, even if it was 10 seconds that you actually registered their name in their post they have now popped into your head. And that's been a very quick kind of recognition and connection to their brand, right? And so that that counts as a touch point. So I also see social media as that, is showing up consistently so that my warm audience and my people who are starting to engage with my brand or have been engaging with my brand, they continually see me. Now, five to seven touch points is on average. I mean, it might take somebody 100 touch points before they actually decide to work with us because they might not be ready yet. But when they are ready, I want to be that company that they think of and that comes from showing up consistently. So let's talk a little bit about 
actual posting strategy and platforms. And I I am not an organic marketing expert, but I do want to share what we do because I think it works well. And we have a lot of conversations around this as a team. We're always improving. But I think there's one thing that I'd say way too many people do this and I want to stop it for you guys, which is people get caught up on like, I have to post three times a week or five times a week or seven times a week or twice a day because they saw some advice out there where somebody said that. And so they are posting and like creating this content machine where they're trying to create all this content to check off the box of like, I posted this many times in a week or this many times a day or whatever it is. And the problem with that is then the quality of your content goes down. So we recently had this discussion on my team and it was around, you know, what is that like one filter that we want to run everything through? Is it, you know, every post, every email, every ad, every campaign, everything we do, the one thing we want to run it through and we had this discussion, but what we got to and what I said is, is it different and innovative? Does it stand out? Because that's something I pride myself in with my brand is I am straight. I'm to the point. I have accurate information for you guys with no BS. And we are different. Like we are the we are the cutting edge doing the podcast secret series before anybody else does it. Trying something new. You know, saying, hey, everybody's over here doing this and we're doing this. And I kind of pride myself in being that. I guess you'd say like rebel a little bit, but really just different. Different than the crowd. I don't want to be in the crowd. I want to stand out. I want to be innovative. I want to be loud. And so we told our social media and a marketing team, we had this discussion and got to like every post that we put out there, one, it needs to be valuable. If you read it and you're like, this is just fluffy filling in the spaces, I would rather you not post that day because you lack time to get something together or, you know, we had to change things and whatever happened. I'd rather not post than put something out there that's fluffy and doesn't provide value. And two, it needs to be innovative. It needs to stand out. When somebody reads it, I want them to go, wow, you know, that is cool or I want to implement that or that's different than what I've seen before. I want it to stand out. And so I'd rather us not post and and not have something that doesn't meet that standard then get a post out there that doesn't mean it. So that is one thing is like what, when you are showing up organically, what is the filter you want your brand to be run through? What do you want to be known for? And how do you want that to show up very consistently across the board? Now that, like I said, it comes down to emails, ads, the actual campaigns you're running, the the messaging, the voice behind your brand, but it's also your social media posts. So I'd encourage you to have kind of like one question, one core thing that if, if I were to ask you, what do you want your brand to be known for? And whatever that answer is, when do all your social media posts and content meet that? Are they on brand? Which sounds so like cliche, but seriously, these little things do matter. They always say how how in in the big scheme of thing, whether it's teams or your business, like all the little things add up to be a big thing. And so success on social media isn't having like a couple of viral posts. That's not what it is. It's all these these micro posts and this content that you're consistently creating, adding up to be a very powerful brand message. So what is that one filter that you want to run all of your content through? And then I'd also just challenge you to to ask on everything that you put out there, you know, is this going to make an impact? Is this valuable to my audience? If they read just this post or they just watched this story, will they get value from it? And if the answer is no, don't post it because it's better to not. There is way too much fluffy information and noise out there. You don't want to blend in with that noise. You want to stand out from the noise. And the way you do that is by creating content that 
in and of itself, the post, the story, the email, the blog, whatever it is, makes an impact. So you should run your content through that filter as well. To the 2am Google search, to the copy paste tango, to the got it in a freebie strategy, to the why is nothing in my business working breakdown, your watch has ended. Now all the digital marketing information you need can be right at your fingertips and straight from the experts at Hirsch Marketing. One place where business owners can get bleeding edge marketing strategies, up to the minute data and have their marketing questions answered pretty darn quick, the PDQ, the only digital marketing media outlet exclusively made for entrepreneurs and small businesses active in the digital marketing space, all 100% free. If you need to know what's working and what's not right now in online marketing, welcome. Inside, you'll get urgent text briefings from Team Hirsch, a live monthly marketing roundup plus Q&A, and our exclusive in-depth monthly marketing report. But the PDQ only goes to people who can use it. So apply today at notforlazymarketers.com slash PDQ. Change the game for your business before it's too late. The PDQ, it's for what you do. Notforlazymarketers.com slash PDQ. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about, you know, what platforms and how often. So here's my theory. I'm a big Facebook and Instagram platform girl. Like those are my two core platforms. We are going to start expanding out and testing LinkedIn and probably YouTube, but that's because I have the team to be able to test those things and we're doing it on a very small level. My suggestion is to choose two to three platforms, really more like two, um, but you could count Facebook and Instagram as one and then choose one more and go all in on those. I, I don't encourage you to be like, I have to be on TikTok, on Pinterest, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, because then that question of is the content quality really comes into play and most likely the answer is no, because how can you create quality content for seven platforms at a time? You can't, you're just repurposing and regurgitating content. And I know there's people out there who create this, like, you know, promote this kind of content machine and having one core piece of content and breaking it down into a bunch of pieces. And maybe in theory, that's great, but I just think that you need to create content specific for that platform and you need to make sure that it's valuable. And if you are a one person or a two person team or even a three person team like my marketing team, that's impossible to do for seven platforms. If you're Gary Vaynerchuk, you've got a probably 50 person marketing team, then you can do that. But don't choose to do that now. So choose two to three platforms and go all in on those. And of course, think about the platforms that your audience is going to be on and your audience is going to be engaging on. I hear people all the time who are like, oh my God, Pinterest ads. Pinterest is amazing. I'm seeing results or like my client's seeing results from those, which is probably true for that one client. But I know for a fact, my customers are not on Pinterest. Maybe a little bit of them are, but I'm not going to see that level of results on Pinterest that I would on Instagram. And so knowing your audience and where they're at is, of course, really important. And I think sometimes we get caught up and carried away in somebody promoting a platform that worked really well for them and was because their audience is on that platform. Choose two to three platforms. Post the amount that you can post that is creating that valuable content, running it through that core filter you wanna run it through, and is at least once a week. So that's my advice on frequency. And then I will just note here, I do think Instagram stories are one of the best ways to show up online for almost all industries. 
I mean, I know that the very little that I engage on Instagram, on social media, I don't have it on my phone. So I'm like very intentional with my time. And you guys might have noticed, but this year I kind of stopped showing up on Instagram stories in like a very consistent way. And is that a bad strategy? Maybe. But for me, that's priorities. I don't want to have my phone all day when I'm with my kids. I don't want to be like, oh, this cute thing my kid's doing. Let me record it really fast. Or if I don't record the fact that I'm recording a podcast right now, then it doesn't count. So that was a choice that I made. And I probably would get more engagement and potentially more connections and sales, potentially, if I showed up on Instagram stories more. But that's a, a lifestyle choice of a, a sacrifice I'm personally not willing to make. So my Instagram stories are a little bit more calculated. Some are pre-recorded videos or I have to like schedule the time that I sit down and post that video because my social media manager tasked it to me. That's how I'm choosing to show up. And it may not be the best strategy. But I will say that if you if you have the time or you feel called or you feel like that is in alignment with, with you, Instagram stories are great because... I do think people like to see that behind the scenes. They like to really get to see that raw, authentic content that Instagram stories does create. I know, like I was saying, when I actually do go on Instagram or Facebook, I tend to just want to look at the stories because they're the most interesting. They're the least calculated type of content and I get to see the behind the scenes of people's lives so if there was any place I'd put your effort, it's Instagram stories because you can create that really raw, authentic content. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is kind of tying in your paid ads with your organic. So I am a big fan of taking about 5% of your monthly ad budget and spending it on brand awareness and visibility. And so what that means is twofold. One, I would choose one core form of content. Like for us, it's our podcast. And I just did a podcast about promoting your podcast. So go back and listen to that. I think it was episode 292. Go back and listen to that if you want, if you have a podcast and you want to get those strategies. But I like taking one form of content, podcast, video, blog, putting ad spend behind that. I also like taking a small amount of budget and promoting really quality posts just to get engagement, just to get people liking, commenting, sharing, engaging with your pages. Those are warm audiences you can retarget that will not be messed up by iOS because it's happening on Facebook. And sometimes we work really hard and create a really quality post. And let's say, you know, we've had posts that exploded organically and, and just did really like our best post ever. And it was something I wrote off the cuff. Usually that is usually that is our best post is things that I just like go on a rant on and write off the cuff. But what we've done is put ad spend behind those because if they did so well on a small level organically, why not pay to get new people to see them to get new people in my ecosphere and, and paying attention to my brand. So I like taking, you know, five to 10% max of your monthly ad budget and putting it towards brand awareness and visibility, which can be specific content such as your podcast or specifically recorded videos. But it also can be taking, let's say, you know, $20 a week or something and promoting one quality post that you saw did well. Maybe it's your top post that week that you posted organically, you put some spend behind it, and then you're able to get more leverage. Um, I know on Facebook you can do that in the ads manager but on Instagram to promote an actual Instagram post you still have to go on the app and do it so it's like a side note technically technical side note because you can't pull in 
Instagram posts into your Facebook ads manager to promote, it will be like a new post. So if you want it to be the one that's on your feed, you have to do it within the app. Um, so our team does that. But I, I love, that's how I would tie together your organic and paid ad strategies is putting that small amount of ad spend back towards that. And then of course, keeping that consistency because when you run paid ads, more people are gonna be checking out your profile, following you, liking your page. And so having that consistency so they can go binge, you know, your stories or your posts when they see something they loved and ad that they loved, that's extremely valuable. So that's my advice on organic and paid ad strategies. I hope you guys found that helpful and kind of can navigate how to add that into your strategy if you're not doing it or, you know, what's too much, what's too little. I really think focused effort organically is very important while balancing consistency and value are the are, are kind of my key things for you to take away is like you want to be consistent you want everything to be valuable but you also want to be focused and not trying to be everywhere all the time and I will encourage you to say like like I said to my team I'm not doing Instagram stories this year like I'm just not and I'm not going on clubhouse I'm making those decisions we might be missing out on opportunities but I feel we're going to make those opportunities up elsewhere by me having more brain space and being more present in my life and so with organic social media too you have to make those decisions because you can easily go down the rabbit hole where you're like I need to be everywhere all the time and you spend all this time especially if you don't have a marketing team you spend all this time trying to be present on social media that could be going elsewhere too so you need to also have boundaries around it for sure and just because you have you are the face of your brand or you are an influencer, or you are creating your own content, doesn't mean you have to always be on social media. And I'm trying to be that like leading force with that because sometimes, man, I I see people on Instagram stories that it feels like they're just on it all day long and they have kids. And to me, and this is an opinion and, you know, no shade to those people, but I just, my business, I want more freedom than that. I don't want to be chain to the fact that I have to show up online or it didn't happen in my life. I mean, I just went to California and I didn't even post about it until the end of the trip of two weeks. So you guys on the podcast knew I was there because I was recording podcasts while I was there, but I didn't feel like I need to be like, and now we're in California and now we're doing this and here's my kids. I was just present with my kids. I, I stopped working every day at three. I did a bunch of fun stuff. And at the end of the trip, I downloaded social media and did one post. So knowing what your boundaries are personally is something to also think about, especially if you're the face of your brand because you might have to make some decisions there and you might have to say like, hey, I'm willing to miss out on these opportunities because this is a value of mine. All right, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.